everybody gets pissed off. Because a lot of people are very extreme, you know? People are very sure about what they believe. You know, they're on the far right, or they're on the far left of politics, you know? If you're on the far right or the far left, you know what you've done now? You've gone too far. Yeah, because that's where you find the extremist wackos, right out there. Because after that 9-11, I was so mad, I said, that's it, I'm becoming a hardcore, hard-ass, right-wing Republican fucker. So you run all the way over to the far right side. And there they are. There's your right-wing crew. A bunch of money-grubbing, greenhouse-gassing, seal-clubbing, oil-drilling, Bible-thumping, missile-firing, right-to-lifing, lethal-injecting hypocrites. time is strapping a dead panda to the front of a Lincoln Navigator and running over everybody in the gay parade. I'm going over here to the left side to be with all these loony lefty liberal people. And there's the crew. A bunch of bong-smoking, America-bashing, flag-burning, yoga-posing, incense-burning, dolphin-saving, salmon-eating hypocrites. There they are. There's the crew. These are the sensitive liberal people who are always yelling about everybody's freedom of speech and expression. Unless you happen to say something that pisses them off. Then they can't wait to tie your ass to the back bumper of a Toyota hybrid and drag it to the first campus. And drop your carcass in front of the Fidel Castro building for the continuing study of why America sucks. <laughs> Lunatics. The only place it makes sense to be, I think, is a little more moderate in here. Right? The centrist, the middle. Like me, yeah. Yeah. Bunch of flip-flopping, fencing, <laughs> half-in, half-out, half-assed, non-voting so they can bitch no matter who wins. <laughs> you guys. But the ones that annoy me slightly more than all the rest of us are the trillionaire bleeding heart liberals. People who are going to change the world if they have to spend every buck of your money to do it. <laughs> Limousine liberal people. People living in a mansion that's got 20 rooms that nobody's in. They're air conditioned. Got a pool that nobody goes in. It's heated. Flying across the country on a 20-person jet all by themselves because they don't want to be late for a speech about energy conservation. <laughs> Uncle Jack was my childhood hero. He was so strong and brave. He was also totally unconcerned about contagious diseases. Tetanus, berry, berry, yellow jack, yours, typhus, pyorrhea, dinge, and blackleg were all old friends to Uncle Jack. The monthly visits to his strange old house were the only breath of life in the sterile world my parents inhabited. Mark me, sir. Back at six o'clock on the dot. You know what will happen if you fail? Yes, sir. Very good. Hello, Coke. How are you, boy? Hello, Uncle Jack. 
Oh, they're bubos, lad. Touch a bubonic plague I picked up at the weekend. Gosh, weren't you scared? No, bit of bubonic plague? I should say not. As long as you get a rabid dog to lick the poison out. Want to see the rats? Rather. <laughs> Go on ahead. Hey, you see that? Spots on the tongue. Yeah? Yellow jaundice, first symptoms. Oh, <laughs> hey, that, that's mange. <laughs> Sometimes I'd stay till the evening and Uncle Jack would sit me in front of a roaring fire and tell me stories of his travels around the world, of the women and the diseases that he'd had, how he'd given mouth-to-mouth -mouth resuscitation to cholera victims in Valparaiso, how he'd gone to Kazakhstan to catch a rare kind of plague, and how, when he lived in London, he'd contracted pellagra, lockjaw and scurvy as a protest against the postal charges. I don't think we should be governing ourselves. What we need is a king, and every now and then, if the king's not doing a good job, we kill him. All right, we heard comedian Richard Jenny. The late Richard Jenny commenting on partisan politics, which we need to get rid of right now. It's not liberals versus conservatives, Democrats versus Republicans. It's not even about communism or socialism. It's just people versus dictators, <laughs> uh, totalitarianists, uh, corrupt, uh, evil-minded, uh, non-empathic, non-compassionate ones, whatever you want to call them. Other people who just want to have power and control over people. That's what we really, we just need to start thinking about. And then we heard from Michael Palin from a TV series um, he did uh, decades ago called Ripping Yarns. And then we heard a little bit of George Carlin. Eva Vlardingerblock as being interviewed by Tucker Carlson. I apologize if I'm mispronouncing her last name. That our constitutional rights are being set aside without an end date, and that we're heading towards a new system, a tyrannical regime of mass surveillance and control. And this is not just a hunch. This is all part of a bigger plan. This is something people who are watching right now can actually go and look up. Um, what's very important for the American audience to know is that we've had this digital COVID pass in place in Europe, which is basically like a QR code on your phone that grants you access to everyday life, like to bars, restaurants, etc. It's completely bind to your VAX status. And this is all part of a European project issued by the European Commission that is basically surrounded around this idea of a European digital identity. So this will not stay just linked to your vaccination status. This will encompass taxes. This will encompass your medical records apart from your vaccination status, your bank information. So basically, we already have a system in place right now that is very close, or at least reminds us of the beginning phases of a social credit system. We are literally turning into China. If this were linked to digital currency and presumably paper currencies on the way out, then the average person would be utterly controlled by the government. I mean, the government could just turn off your ability to buy anything, your ability to go anywhere. I mean, at that point, you really are 
a slave to a supposedly democratic government, are you not? And next, this was posted by James Nelville on Twitter. A personal account of how digital ID, currencies, and the social credit system operates in China. If you go to China, uh, they're piloting it uh, a few years ago in Shenzhen. So I lived overseas. If you go to Shenzhen, back in 2017, they already had facial recognition cameras there. So if you jaywalked in Shenzhen, they would immediately detect that and send you a notification. And they would deduct money from your, what they call WeChat account. They, they use two main apps, WeChat and Alipay. So you can actually deduct your money directly from your account. This is four years ago, so this is not like some sort of conspiracy theory. It's not something that's going to happen 10 years into the future. This happened pre-corona in China. And so this system in China that exists, it's extremely advanced. They can detect if it's a man or a woman. They can detect, they can guess your age. They can detect what kind of car model it is, who the manufacturer is. This is the sort of technology that we see in all these dystopian sort of films and whatever. And people keep putting it off and thinking that this is something that's going to happen later in my kid's lifetime or my grandkids. It's already here. And if this gets implemented anywhere, especially in a Western nation, it's not going away. Israel is already talking about the fourth shot. Then they're going to be going to herpes, and they're going to ask if you're gay. They're going to be asking if you ate three pizzas this week because it's unhealthy. If you buy certain books in certain countries, your country doesn't like you. You'll lose points in the social credit score system. So this is already the reality of the world in certain places, and we need to be aware of that if we don't want that or if we do. And to be perfectly honest, anybody who wants his vaccine passport, it's a misnomer. It's total control. Everything you do or don't do will be calculated to the point where... If they can detect your GPS signal, if you have a phone on you, they can detect who you're hanging out with. Oh, you're hanging out with somebody that said something bad nine years ago on Weibo, okay, like a Chinese equivalent to Facebook or something like that, right? Oh, you lose two points. Oh, you bought Japanese books. You lose five points because you don't like Japan. This is what is going to come here because it's already there. And we're doing that a little bit with contact tracing for COVID, aren't we? So that they can see where you're at, who you're with. The simple reality is, is that the technology that CSIS has and all these big tech corporations, they already know where you are. It's just that they don't want to shock the system too much and admit that they have it. Edward Snowden revealed all this back in 2013. He, he fled to Hong Kong. They wouldn't keep him there, so now he's in Russia. But the NSA has all of your information. They know your Google searches from like February 9th, 2004 in a bunker in Colorado. Help me, Rhonda. <laughs> right? Right? They have all this information. So, But they don't. Like in the U.S., they have the Fourth Amendment. They can't. They're not supposed to track you forever, right? So they pretend they don't have it. But they do. If they really want to utilize it. Again, that was posted by James Melville on Twitter. And I need to give a shout out to Dr. Mercola because he posted this on his blog. Okay, so again, right now I'm getting information from Dr. Mercola's uh, blog, M-E-R-C-O-L-A dot com. If you try to enter, a pu- if you go to a public place, um, w- um and your QR code on your phone is set to red, then your phone alarm, then an alarm goes off basically in China. So um, the Chinese government um, has reportedly been been doing this to activists, to protesters in China. Their um, their QR code goes red, and that means you can be put in a con- in a Quarantine camp, which is another word for a concentration camp. I guess we just need to change the words of things, and then people are okay with it. If it's a, if it's called a quarantine camp instead of a concentration camp, is that better? And then I, apparently you're charged a fee for it. That's what's being reported. So we talked in a previous podcast about how in Buffalo, New York, um, Buffalo, New York, the um, mass shootings 
um, the mass shooting that took place in Buffalo was used as an excuse to lock down supermarkets and department stores, certain stores. Just certain ones, I don't know why, but just certain, and, and some other businesses too were, were locked down and the business, uh, the, the people running the businesses were approached by the police, apparently, from what I have been told by uh, more than one source. The police showed up and just basically told whoever was managing or running the business, you need to send your employees home, you need to close down your business today because we are afraid that there will be a mass shooting. Um, yeah, so they are you. They are locking people down for other reasons. It's no longer having to do with COVID or a supposed virus. Um, it's they're using other things now. Strange things happening in other parts of the country. Okay, now so in Moore County in North Carolina, uh, here's an article. It looks like it comes from. Uh, Fox 8, North Carolina News. Moore County power restoration could take days after gunfire damage. Curfew declared. The people in this county in North Carolina are being locked down. Not because of COVID. Not even because of a mass shooting, but because their power is out. And why is their power out? Well, because apparently... um, there was uh well here let's let me just read the article on saturday about 38,000 this is a quote on saturday about 38,000 duke energy customers were without power after 7 p.m. when a power outage occurred due to intentional vandalism from gunfire directed at electrical substations officials said nearly 40,000 nearly 40,000 in the dark as massive power outage hits Moore County. Vandalism targeted substations, officials say. In the news conference, Sheriff Ronnie Field said Moore County is working to investigate with the FBI, SBI, and other local officials, unquote. I don't know what SBI is. I'll have to look that up. Um, Okay, so the article goes on to say that um, he's thinking this sheriff says that Duke Energy customers may be without power for the next few nights. And so a countywide state of emergency was declared due to this power outage. Uh, interesting. Quote, according to, to officials, the damage was caused by gunfire and that replacement is the only option and that replacement is the only option for some parts. The power outage, outage was caused by intentional damage, said Duke Energy Chair Jeff Brooks. We are going to work until everyone's power is restored. Moore County Schools also announced Sunday afternoon that all schools will be closed on Monday for students and staff, unquote. They really love to close down schools, don't they? They just don't want us learning. They really don't. Now, I know there's some people who blame education (laughs) for all this that's happening. I have a completely different view, people. I think if more of us were well-educated, if we were reading books instead of spending so much time online, if we were interacting with each other directly instead of through the filter of screens, I just don't think that a lot of this stuff would be happening right now. Maybe I'm wrong. I don't know. Um, But let's see uh, what they're saying here. What they're claiming is, um, I guess that somebody just came along and started shooting at these um, electrical stations and just caused people's electricity to go off. Why would somebody just do that, though? 
you know I mean that's it reminds me of the attacks on our food sources you may have heard that I heard it from the highwire.com Del Big Trees show um, and um, you know a, a lot of our a, a lot of food production plants have just been having these mysterious attacks on them you know which is creating a food shortage um, that's what this reminds me of you know it's it's very very strange especially since we're under so much surveillance uh, right now and they are upping the ante on this really really expanding the surveillance state and that's what I think this is all about is expanding that surveillance state so that the the richest of the rich the uber rich can just take over and oppress the rest of us and kill a lot of us and whatever they want so okay so here is a Reuter um, get back to this article here it's hard for me to multitask like this recording myself and doing this okay so residents of a central North Carolina county faced a second night of freezing weather without power on Sunday after vandals opened fire on two electric substations in what authorities called a targeted attack unquote so I guess this could happen that somebody would just decide to fire on a couple of electric substations and cause people to lose power that could happen I don't know what the motive would be and they don't either because the article goes on to say quote a motive for the Saturday night damage spree was not clear said Moore County Sheriff Ronnie Fields due to outages schools will be closed Monday and potentially longer Sunday church services and a well-known golf golf resort were disrupted unquote oh well if a golf resort was disrupted then then maybe uh, maybe people will wake up because uh, it's usually people who have some money to play golf and they don't like their little golf games being disrupted. So maybe some people will take this seriously. Um, apparently, according to this Reuters article, quote, the incidents were being investigated by local, state, and federal law enforcement agencies, including the FBI, Fields said. U.S. Energy Secretary Jennifer Granholm said on Twitter that she had been in contact with Duke Energy Corp., which owns the substations, and the Department of Energy was working with other agencies to investigate and respond, unquote. So are they going to investigate the attacks on our food plants, too? <laughs> Because that, that would be kind of nice. Um, uh, anyhow, so I find that to be interesting that people are being locked down because of this. And, and you know, so so again, it's it's not about health, is it? Because now they're locking us down for other reasons. And, I, and apparently, you know, what they want us to do is just to get used to being locked down. To just get used to our government telling us, you can't leave your house or you can't go out. You can't participate in activities, you know, it, it's all about getting us used to ju this, just like most people are used to the Patriot Act and the mass surveillance state already. Because all those surveillance cameras that you see in public places and on streets, all that spying is, is unconstitutional. But the Patriot Act is still in effect. It was temporary back in uh, 2001, <laughs> like over 20 years ago. It was temporary. Um... Yeah, and some strange things are happening to people in jobs right now. Um, I have a friend who worked for a company that was making them put their hand and allow their finger to be scanned on a device to punch in to work every day. Yeah, that's what employees are having to do in some, some companies. Um, you don't punch in the old-fashioned way, apparently. You punch in in such a way that you put your hand onto a device and it scans your finger 
Now, I feel that that's a violation of privacy, but apparently I'm the only one because, you know, I seem to be the only person. I'm still, again, I'm still protesting that Patriot Act. I'm still trying to inform people of the danger of giving up your privacy like this. And it's hard. I mean, I mean, what, how bad do things need to get to be before people wake the bleep up? You really want some device scanning your hand? And that's what I think these temperature scanners were all about, or that they were, they were putting on people's foreheads, wanting to scan people's foreheads with a temperature scanner, um, supposedly to see if you had COVID. It was a joke because they, they, they were all wishy-washy about what COVID was, right? You know, we, we got all these different opinions as to what the symptoms were. If you're tired, you might have COVID. Are you sleepy? You have COVID. Are you hungry? You might have COVID. Are you farting a lot? You might have, you do have COVID. Okay, stay home. <laughs> People who are farting a lot need to stay home, really, because that's, that's the most serious symptom of COVID. I'm just going to tell you that right now. And if you didn't know that, you heard it here first on the Occupy Your Mind podcast. So tell all your friends, tell all your friends. And if anybody you work with, and it's especially if it's somebody who sits next to you, if they're farting a lot, tell them, look, you need to go home. All right, because you are spreading COVID. So let me ask you, how's this surveillance uh, state working for you? Is it making you feel safe? Uh, because in spite of this mass surveillance state, it seems that our food sources are being attacked. Food plants are being attacked. And now um, electrical stations, power stations are getting attacked. So people are, are having their power shut off. So wh why is it that Big Brother's not preventing these things from happening? <laughs> Oh, and, and a question I want to ask you, you folks who love mass surveillance, I want to ask you, um, would you go for a walk late at night all by yourself in a dangerous neighborhood and feel perfectly comfortable and safe because Big Brother is watching you? Probably not. My guess would be no. So I think on some level we know this mass surveillance is not keeping us safe and yet we cling to it. So here's my question. Why? Why do people... Why are people so frightened and why do people need safety? Maybe that's something we need to stop and think about. So, in case you haven't heard, San Francisco has been cleared to allow the police to use deadly killer robots. This is no joke. This has been reported on by USA Today, NBC News, the Washington Post. I mean, it's all over the net. The internets. The internets as our friend George W. Demon Bush used to say when he was taking away our Fourth Amendment right to privacy, right? The Internets! They're telling us all about it. Um, sorry about my phone. It's making noises because I'm so popular. I'm so popular. Let's look at the BBC.com and read that article. San Francisco to allow police killer robots. Um, you know, before I read the article, I just want to say um, we need to keep in mind that... Um, that robots and computers and machines are actually psychopaths. A lot of people don't know what a psychopath is. They think a psychopath is just a killer, you know, a murderer. But actually a psychopath is someone who lacks empathy or tends to not engage in empathy or compassion. Um, and they just have a tendency to sometimes become killers, but not always. They might just be on Wall Street, you know. They might just be CEOs of big corporations and very successful because they don't care a lot about other people. They don't have feelings for people, so it's easy for them to be ruthless and aggressive and just take over things. Um, and so, you know, but anyway, a, mach a machine 
does not have feelings for people, you know, and you can, you can just program this machine to do whatever, you know, you can program it to kill, you know, and it will just kill and it won't have any feelings. It won't have any empathy or compassion. It won't feel sad. It won't have any remorse. You know, it's a psychopath. That's what a machine is. And I don't support psychopaths. And I'm really disappointed. I, you know, I, I'm very disappointed in people, especially this health freedom movement, as I've spoken before. I'm so disappointed in this so-called so movement. I, I mean, again, I live in New York State, so I see the worst of everything. But I have tried talking with people about not using the self-checkouts at the supermarket and using cash as often as possible. And I just get these, you know, people just don't want to do anything. I mean, do you think that things are going to change if you don't do anything? Or are you just expecting people like me to do all the work? Because I got to tell you, the reason why people like Martin Luther King and John F. Kennedy were shot is because they didn't get enough support. Because when you're the only one and the powers that be see that you're the one with the passion and the concern and the willingness to do the work to create change, and they think, well, let's just get rid of that person and... And we'll just be able to control people very easily. If that's what they think, they might just kill you. But if they're thinking, no, it won't do any good. We can kill that person, but the people are going to keep fighting for this cause because they're so passionate about it. Well, then, you know, you might stay alive for a little longer. So from my point of view, I really feel that people who are concerned about these issues, who refuse to take actions, they put people like me, they put our lives in danger. That's really what I think. You are putting my life and the lives of other people who are passionate about freedom in danger by not taking actions. I'm just tired of it. You know, I, I just see so many people doing it. They're going out and buying their plot of land and their tiny home or whatever. And the heck with the rest of you folks in this so-called freedom. I, I, anyway, I'm not even going to go off on that tangent right now. I'm not going to do it. Okay. BBC.com Killer Robots. Quote, San Francisco's ruling board of supervisors has voted to let the city's police use robots that can kill, unquote. So San Francisco's ruling, ruling, I love that word, ruling board of supervisors, the kings and queens of San Francisco have voted this in. But think about all the people who have allowed this. Think of all the police officers who are, you know, going along with it, who think this will be great. It'll be easy to, you know, go after criminals, you know, and I mean, I really do feel that even though we, the people, are being stepped on <laughs> by these quote-unquote leaders, um, these corrupt leaders, um, there's just too many people going along with it. And, you know, maybe I'm idealistic here, but I, I just think if more of us resist, this cannot continue. Um, and we just need to resist. I'll read a little bit more of this article the measure, quote, the measure permits police to deploy robots equipped with explosives in extreme circumstances, unquote. Extreme circumstances, what would those be? Um, maybe anti-war protests or, you know, people expressing opinions the government doesn't like. Well, this is an extreme circumstance. Oh, by the way, that reminds me of the unusual snowstorm in Buffalo. Um, and I, I just have to throw that in there that... Um, I was mistaken when I said they plowed the roads in Buffalo, New York. I found out from a few different people that the roads, a lot of roads in Buffalo, New York, were not plowed properly. And um, But that's what they do every year. They they claim, oh, we're so surprised that we got this big snowstorm in Buffalo, New York, even though it snows every year. Go online and search, do a search on snowstorms in Buffalo, New York. Really, just go ahead and do it and you'll, you'll see. It's a long list 
of there's even websites devoted to snowstorms in Buffalo, New York, because there are so many. So yeah, they you know the powers that be, you know the mayor and Mark Polenkarts, the county executive, they all stand up there and say, uh, "This is unusual. We've never seen anything like it. Look at all that snow," you know. And then so then I guess the idea is people will not complain that the streets have not been plowed. <laughs> I guess that's what they're hoping for. Um, so, you know, but, you know, we need to complain, you know, we just do, we need to complain against all this stuff, all of it, because it's all a part of it. You know, their disrespect of us, their disrespect for the average person is, is really what, what this is. Um, anyway, uh, quote, Dr. Catherine Connolly from the group Stop Killer Robots said the move was a slippery slope that could distance humans from killing, unquote. So there's a movement. Stop killer robots. There are people protesting this, and we'll get to that in a minute. Quote, the city's police, the San Francisco PD, told the BBC that they do not currently operate any robots equipped with lethal force. They said that though there may be future scenarios in which lethal force could be used by a robot, a spokesperson for the police said robots could potentially be equipped with explosive charges to breach fortified structures containing violent, armed, or dangerous subjects. They also said robots could be used to incapacitate or disorient violent, armed, or dangerous suspects who pose a risk of loss of of life, unquote. I want to point something out to you. We've talked about this before. If you don't know what this is, please look this up. COINTELPRO, C-O-I-N-T-E-L-P-R-O. It's a counter, the counterintelligence program that the FBI had. They're claiming that they ended it uh, a few decades ago, but the program was set up to persecute political activists. And we know that there was an effort on the part of the FBI to have Martin Luther King killed and other political political activists as well. Look up the red squads. It'll be harder to get information on that one. That one is, is it's just harder to find, but the red squads, a secret police force set up to persecute political activists right here in the United States. So don't think the government is innocent and don't think that these, that this lethal force will be used against criminals. It will be used against people who express opinions this government doesn't like. Wake up. Wake up, people. We do not live in a democracy. We don't. We never did. Anyway, okay, so that's just, that's from the BBC, you know, it's the British, you know, how to read from the British website, but it's it's been reported widely, um, Here's abc7news.com, uh, abc7news.com. Activists push back against San Francisco Police Department deadly force robots amid legality issues. Now, people protested against the Patriot Act, but then they just kind of forgot about it after a while. So I guess they're hoping that's what will happen, and unfortunately that might happen this time too. Um, but I'll read a little bit of this article. Quote, activists are calling for the San Francisco Board of Supervisors to turn down a plan that could make the use of deadly force robots in San Francisco a reality in select limited situations. They say the killer robots have no place in San Francisco. The activists say that. This comes just one day before the Board of Supervisors is expected to hold its final vote on this controversial plan. 
We are not going to allow military weapons, especially killer robots, in this city, Angela Chan, chief of policy with the San Francisco Public Defender's Office, said. That money goes towards these these weapons. That money that goes towards these weapons belongs in community hands. We need to invest in community, she said. Um, Okay, so activists from a number of organizations joined the three supervisors that voted against the plan in its first reading last week. Uh, Dean Preston, Hillary Ronan, and Shaman Walton taking to the city hall to pressure the other supervisors to change their mind before Tuesday's final vote. When you arm lethal robots to any place to kill, you are doing capital punishment without due process, Jeffra Morris, co-founder of San Francisco Black Wall Street, said. I want you all to really believe when we say it will be people of color, it will be misused, unquote, okay? And she's she's very much correct. You know what breaks my heart here? Because, you know, a lot of people who know me, and, and if you are one of my wonderful invisible listeners who listens to the show regularly, you know that I'm a hippie, right? You know <laughs> There's nothing more pathetic than an aging hipster. Anyway, I don't take drugs. I don't. People think I do, you know. They think I'm on drugs quite often, but no. Anyway, um, but yeah, you know, like San Francisco, you know, I feel like if I could go back in time, I would go back to the 60s, the late 60s, like 1969, San Francisco, and wear flowers in my hair and do my yoga and meditation and peace and love and you know, and just have lots of flings, <laughs> lots of flings with men, long-haired men with flowers in their hair, <laughs> and do lots of yoga and whatever. Yeah, San Francisco, what happened to you, San Francisco? Used to be this liberal bastion. Oh, and I know people are saying it's the liberals who are doing this, but it's not. This is not what I signed up for, you know, this is not what I consider to be liberalism. Being a liberal always meant being a rebel against the status quo. It meant defending the underdog, you know, and being anti-establishment. It meant understanding that people like Martin Luther King and Fred Hampton were killed by the establishment. We don't want to give them a lot of power. (laughs) No, we really don't. just gave Israel super dystopian artificial intelligence technology to identify and keep track of Palestinians. Kinda like how IBM gave the Germans punch cards to identify and keep track of Jews in World War II. And this AI technology may be coming to a town near you. This is gonna be a controversial one. So you're Israel. The Palestinians think this land is rightfully theirs and so do you. So you and the Palestinians have been fighting over this piece of land for the past 75 years. I personally have no stance on this issue either way. Feel free to fight each other in the comment section below. Because of all this conflict, you've put the Palestinians under mass surveillance and security. We have uh, 22 checkpoints, well, more than 100 movement barriers. We have 1,800 uh, shops closed by the Israeli closure policy. We have around 1,000 Palestinian apartments became empty. So the area where I usually uh, do my activities and where Palestinians are traveling is very, very restricted. And maybe you will see a soldier every two to three meters. In border cities like Hebron, cameras are everywhere. Some people have stopped letting their kids play in the yard in fear of Israel's all-seeing eye. One former soldier said the cameras can even see into private homes. Every few meters, you see uh, one camera or two cameras or three cameras. So the people don't feel 
you know, any kind of privacy, even inside their, their homes in Hebron. But then you run into a problem. You have a ton of cameras to monitor. You would need soldiers around the clock watching terabytes of footage to look out for suspicious activity, to keep track of who's who, to see what people are up to. And that is simply not practical. So who do you turn to? Google, who's got the best AI tech out there and is always drooling at the mouth for profitable government. right. so that came from Facebook. That's from Jake Tran, T-R-A-N, J-A-K-E-T-R-A-N his Facebook page. Uh, so, you know, I mean, this is nothing new to me because I've been protesting this since the Patriot Act. Again, dating myself, it's been over 20 years, but, um, you know, the, a lot of this technology has been around for many, many years. We'll talk about that in a future podcast. But um, make no mistake, giving up your privacy is not a good idea. I understand that you think you have nothing to hide. <laughs> You know, and and you, you just don't think anybody's going to use anything against you. I guess a lot of people really, really just don't know much about the history of social injustice and oppression. So I'm just going to say something briefly here. You know, there have been a lot of very strange laws here in the United States. A lot of these laws are still probably on the books. They're just not enforced. But I'm talking about laws that tell you what you can do in the privacy of your own bedroom. Or your own bathroom. Yeah. Laws like that. And, you know, usually the SEX. Yes, sex is involved. <laughs> How you can or cannot have sex. Ooh. There are people who care about that. You know, they really want to control how you do it. When you do it and how often you do it and with whom you do it. And this is no joke. You can you can look it up if you don't believe me. And I urge you to do so, my wonderful invisible listeners. I urge you. To look all this stuff up and verify that I am telling you the truth and not lying to you. So, again, my question is, how is this surveillance state working out for you? Does it make you feel safe knowing that Big Brother's watching you? What I've noticed is that since the Patriot Act's been passed and we've been moving further, deeper and deeper into this surveillance state, what I've been noticing is at, people are getting more dependent on the government to watch them and take care of them. Uh, you know, some big authority figure, some celebrity to watch over them. But we're not depending on each other. We're not watching out for each other. We're not. And that, from my point of view, is really what makes us vulnerable. Why can't we watch over each other instead of sitting back and depending on some big brother figure why are we so distrustful of each other so afraid of each other you know neighbors not talking to each other anymore you know people living right next door to each other and they don't even talk and they don't look out for each other or care for each other but you think this government is going to care about you some celebrity you see on tv is going to care about you when your next door neighbor doesn't even care and that brings me to this article that I need to mention here, and it's very, very sad. So if you've been paying attention, you probably know that we've been seeing an increase in deaths um, since the the injections were rolled out, since the, the, the COVID shots have been uh, rolled out. We've been seeing an increase in, in deaths overall, people uh, of all ages. And here's one story from NBC News not conspiracy theory. The article is dated November 17th. 
Toddler starved at home after father, 59, died in New York apartment, officials say. And this happened in the western New York area, actually. It happened in Geneva, New York, which is near Rochester, New York. Quote, an unattended two-year-old starved after his father died at their upstate New York home this year, authorities said Tuesday. David Condy Sr., 59, and David Condy Jr., 2, And now, it's time for a public service announcement from your friends at Occupy Your Mind. Worried about losing your mind, or perhaps you don't mind? Feel compelled to conform, to do what everyone else is doing? Think you need to do what the authority figures tell you to do? What the authorities tell you to do? Don't be afraid to think. Don't be afraid to think deep thoughts and ask deep questions. Don't be afraid to think for yourself. Question authority. Question society. Question yourself and everybody else. Occupy your mind. Occupy yourself. Okay, problems with my recording device. I don't know why, but I guess it's just an odd coincidence that um, both of the applications that I'm using to record these podcasts are just not working. You know, by the way, I've had these problems with my computer ever since I spent time uh, earlier in the year on the World Economic Forum's website trying to find uh, a list of the um, people who passed through their Global Young Leaders program. (laughs) My computer just crashed, and I've had trouble with with certain applications ever since, but that's just not a coincidence. I'm, I'm not a conspiracy theorist, so... Anyhow, so um, this this story, this actually originally happened in February, February 15th, when this father, David Condy Sr., was found dead in his apartment in Geneva, New York, um, with his two-year-old son. Uh, it's, it's heartbreaking. I guess it was just updated recently because they maybe were investigating the cause of death. Um, what they discovered is that the father died naturally, they said. 59 years old, he died naturally. Now, I heard of people 80, 80, 90, 100 years old dying of naturally, but this father died naturally from, and it's in quotes, cardiovascular disease. Quote, unquote, cardiovascular disease. Gosh, what would cause cardiovascular disease? Well, he might have had it already, you know, but it does say he died naturally. Well, if he had a serious problem with cardiac disease, I wonder why he was alone with his child. I mean, uh, wouldn't his family be checking him up, up on him every single day if he if he already had this cardiovascular disease? Or is it possible that he didn't have it until he took a certain injection that, <laughs> that then caused him to have it? I don't know. It's very odd. Um, now, this poor baby, this two-year-old child died they, they decided his death was caused by starvation and the manor was, was ruled to be accidental, the sheriff's department said. Um, it's heartbreaking, this little child, you know, his father died from a heart attack at the age of 59 and um, the child just had no one to take care of him. And I just, wow, I just want to cry whenever I hear this story, but I think... It's just important to look at this because we've been seeing an increase in deaths since these injections were rolled out. And it's time that people wake up and realize that this is this is killing people. And so this child, if his father died as a result of that injection, then this child indirectly also died from that injection. Um, 
Police were called to the home to perform a welfare check because Conde Sr. had not been heard from in several weeks. The pair had not been reported missing and the child was not in daycare. Um, it is believed that Mr. Conde passed away first and the child was not able to obtain any nourishment after his father passed, the statement concluded. Authorities have since located and interviewed the child's mother. The family could not be reached at the phone numbers listed for them. So, you know, I, not only does this speak to the possibility that, um, you know, we're seeing an increase in cardiovascular disease since these shots have been rolled out, but there's also this statement about society that I want to talk about in a future podcast because obviously this podcast is already getting to be too long, but it's something I do want to talk about is really what we're seeing is the result of our dysfunctional society. And I really, I really do believe this. Yes, there's a conspiracy. Yes, there are wealthy, powerful people. The CEOs of big pharma and big tech, they're making a lot of money off of this. Politicians enjoy it because they're controlling people. They're getting paid off to, um, you know, there's a lot of ent different entities behind it. There are probably some eugenicists behind this as well, but I don't think that everybody behind this whole um, conspiracy is a eugenicist. Not everybody. Um, a lot of this has to do with money and power and just control over people. But the, the, the need to control the people and have power over the people is caused by this greed, this need for money. And power. Yeah, I mean, it's the need to to own everything and run everything. And they know that people will rebel. They know that people will protest. So they need to keep people under control so that people don't protest. And frankly, I think they've already had this control over people. That's why so many people have gone along with the mask mandates and the vaccine mandates because people are already under control. <laughs> you know, they've done it. They've gotten people you know, under their thumb, like the old Rolling Stone song goes, right? You're under my thumb. Anyway, um, but the thing that's really heartbreaking is that, you know, that this little family, this father and his young son were so alone that people didn't notice that they were dead right away or that they, you know, or that he was dead right away. And this, I, I really think this makes, this is a sad statement on our society. And we've, we've heard lots of stories about this over a period of many years, right? It's usually elderly people who are alone. No one cares about them. And they're just living alone in their house and they die and nobody notices until a year later and someone finds them dead in their house. But, you know, um, this was a two-year-old and his 59-year-old father. So they weren't, you know, I mean, this... I don't know, I just, it's so heartbreaking. And I just, this is another reason why I think we need to get people talking to each other again and caring about each other and stop relying on Big Brother and stop relying on these authorities. We should be checking in on each other and caring for each other. That's what I think. So I will leave you with that, my wonderful invisible listeners. And thank you so much, as usual, for listening to my rants and raving, <laughs> my rants and ravings. Um, you can leave a comment if you go to anchor.fm forward slash occupy your mind. And I apologize that it's not easy to reach me right now, but with everything that's going on now with the craziness in the world, I just don't spend a lot of time on social media. Um, however, I have been spending time on Substack. So um, you can find me there. 
or on medium.com. I do have my blogs there. I will I will try to remember to put this in the show notes um, because, of course, I should do that. Um, but um, occupy your mind, people. Think for yourself. Think independently. Please do. Consider turning off the TV set and just turning it off and just listening to the sounds around you and experiencing the world head on. And you might find that you don't like the world very much. And that's a good thing because then you might start to think, how can I change the world and make the world a better place? Because when we're distracted by our devices, our TV set, our smartphone, computer, whatever, we aren't aware of things that are happening around us and there's all kinds of terrible stuff happening and we're just ignoring it. And that's what the powers that be want. And they want us to sink further into virtual reality. They really want us to be a part of this virtual world because then they can do all kinds of horrible things. We don't notice it. It's like, it's like when, you know, I used to live in Los Angeles and what really amazed me is so many people just get in their cars and drive there. They don't walk. They don't walk down the street and experience what's happening on their own streets and they don't know what's happening in their own streets and they don't see the poverty and they, the homelessness and the, the, the desperation, the sadness, the heartbreaking and painful, um, horrible sights that you can see in a city like Los Angeles. People who are really suffering very badly and you can see it in their eyes and it can make you really want to cry your eyes out seriously if you are still human and you still have empathy and compassion and you're not some robot who only cares about yourself and following orders and being programmed if you're an actual person who has feelings for others it can be very very hurtful but sometimes we need to feel that pain so that we are motivated to make change and it's important to interact with your world directly to talk to people and look at people face to face look into their eyes speak with them experience your environment head on and see what's there even though it's painful because we've got to face up to this stuff we need to change this we need to stop this stuff and i need to stop being so popular because people keep trying to reach me on the phone anyway so i leave you with that my wonderful invisible listeners i thank you so much for listening once again i feel like i'm very tired and bedraggled right now so my voice probably sounds terrible but you listened through this whole podcast and i do so appreciate it so much let's take some deep breaths let's experience life head on let's look at each other face to face without any distractions and get to know each other and talk to people who are older than us and who are younger than us and who have different skin colors and different religions and different political views let's get to know all these very different people and just listen to them and learn that there are all these different ways to approach the world. How interesting. What can we learn from that? What can we learn from each other? And how can we learn to love each other again and get back to that? Because I would say that Big Brother and Mass Surveillance is not keeping us safe. It's not making us happy. And neither is being distracted all the time and staring at a screen. It's just instant gratification. We're all like alcoholics or drug addicts who just keep taking more and more of the stuff. We're not happy. We might be swimming around in our own, you know what, excrement. (laughs) And we don't even know it because we're so out of it, so distracted. 
Do you want to be like the drug addict who's swimming around in their own excrement and doesn't even notice it? I don't know if you ever saw the movie Train Spotting, where the guy just dives into the toilet, you know. Um, is that what we want? Let's face that world head on with no distractions. And then let's work together as a team to change it. All right, peeps and creeps. I just had to jump in here real quick because just as I was about to upload this podcast onto the internets for everyone to hear, I saw that the super killer robots in San Francisco are being put on pause. So yes, they paused the release of these killer robots in San Francisco. By the way, did you know that San Francisco used to be this place where it was the summer of love back in the 60s, peace and love, and people putting flowers in their hair and sitting in yogi positions and talking about love and peace and ending all wars? Yeah. Well, it's come a long way, baby, because now um, San Francisco is the place of tyranny and it's the place of dictatorship and it's a place where people no longer believe in peace and love, but they do believe in um, being f- frightened all the time and they want lots of security and they want to live in a prison, apparently, or at least some people do, but some people don't. And here's the point. A lot of people protested against these killer robots, probably even some people who are wearing masks and took the the deathly shot and believe the whole COVID narrative, you know? So it just goes to show you, you know, that even though some people might've made those decisions that we don't agree with, a lot of those same people who did that, who took the shot, who who believe in the mask mandate and the social distancing and all that nonsense, still are protesting against the mass surveillance state. And that is something to be grateful for. And I think we do need to try to connect with each other on the things that we do agree with. Because ultimately, most of us don't want to live in a prison. And believe me, just because they paused these killer robots doesn't mean this is going away. Remember what happened here in New York State? Do ya? Well, I do, because unfortunately I'm in New York State. So what happened was the concentration camp law that um, some people, mostly Democrats, were trying to put through uh, was withdrawn. It was withdrawn as an assembly bill. I think it was Assembly Bill 416, if I'm remembering correctly. I don't have my notes in front of me. Um, But it was withdrawn. And then Kathy Hochul just put it through the same the same thing through as a regulation rather than a law, so people couldn't vote for it, vote on it. Um, but then a lawyer sued Kathy Hochul and won, and so the law's not in effect or the regulation's not in effect. But Kathy Hochul has appealed that lawsuit; she's appealed it, so she's fighting it. But remember, it's not really Kathy Hochul; it's whoever's telling Kathy Hochul what to do. Most likely, big tech and big pharma because they have a ton of money and they can buy off all of our politicians. So we have to be ever vigilant. We have to keep persisting. We have to not go along with all this. And so I leave you at that until next time. Thanks for listening. Whoops. Looks like we run out of time. But what do you think? Is wearing a piece of cloth over your nose and mouth and staying away from other people helping you to stay healthy? Let us know. Until next time, occupy your mind. Think for yourself. Think independently. Think.